Good morning, everybody. My name's Morag, and I'm a member of the congregation. Could I ask the children to come and sit here at the front because I'm going to need your help? You like to come and sit down here at the front? Yeah? Great. Thank you. Thank you. Right, what we're going to focus on today, great. Hello, Eliza. Uh, we're going to focus on communication and interaction. But before we do that, we're going to watch a little DVD clip. Now, I'd like you to watch it and listen very carefully because I'm going to ask you a question afterwards, all right? Adults too, you listen as well because you might have to help the children. Okay, so let's have the clip, please. Don't be afraid, Zechariah. God has heard your prayer. Your wife, Elizabeth, will give you a son, and you are to name him John. You will have great joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth, for he will be great in the eyes of the Lord. He must never touch wine or alcoholic drinks. He will be filled with the Holy Spirit, even before his birth. And he will turn many Israelites to the Lord their God, he will be a man with the spirit and power of Elijah. He will prepare the people for the coming of the Lord. He will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children. And he will cause those who are rebellious to accept the wisdom of the godly. How can I be sure this will happen? I'm an old man now, and my wife is also well along in years. I am Gabriel, who stands in the presence of God, and I was sent to speak to you and to bring you this good news. And behold, you will be silent and unable to speak until the day that these things take place, because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their time. So what happened to Zechariah in that clip? He found out he um, that his wife was going to have a baby, but then he didn't believe, so he lost his speech. That's right. He didn't believe what the angel Gabriel had said. Uh, Zechariah said, I'm too old. My wife's too old. We can't have children. And because he didn't believe the message from God, he lost his power of speech. Now, I wonder if you'd like to think about what do you think it would be like if you couldn't speak? How would you feel? Anybody, any ideas? Yes, Caleb? Frustrated because no one would understand what you're trying to say. Yeah, frustrated. Anything else? Just imagine, you can't speak. You're feeling frustrated. How else might we feel? Anybody, any ideas? Yeah? Um, I would feel sad because I can't communicate with other people. That's right. That's right. We'd probably feel sad and unhappy. Any other feelings? Disappointed. Disappointed, that's right, yes. Anybody else got anything you'd like to add? You want to say something, Lua? Angry. Angry, that's right. So these are all the things that we might feel if we couldn't talk. We'd be frustrated. We might be worried, disappointed, angry, sad, because we can't communicate our feelings. So none of these feelings are nice, are they? They're all negative things. They kind of leave us feeling bad inside because we can't communicate. Um, why do we want to communicate? What do we communicate for? 
food? Yes, we, we, we ask for things, that's right. We make requests, yes. Why else do we uh, communicate? sometimes want to tell people things. That's right. We want to share information. We want to tell stories. Yeah? To tell people stuff and how we feel. Yeah, absolutely. We need to share our feelings with people and tell people how we feel. Yes. Compliment people. Compliment people. Yes. Be positive. Are you saying something, Lua? Ask someone. Ask, yep. Ask questions, yep. So we need to communicate for lots and lots of different reasons. I've put some of them up on a slide here. And you've given me some of them. Sharing information, um, arguing. We use information, when, uh, communication when we're arguing. Telling each other jokes. We like to do that, don't we? And uh, share our feelings. Making choices, which is what somebody said. Telling stories discussing and debating things when we're putting forward our point of view. We use communication for that. And as somebody said, um, giving directions and telling people what to do, giving explanations. Um, how do we communicate? What do we do in order to communicate? Yes, Ben. We speak. That's right, we speak, and that's what I'm doing now, haven't I? I'm using words and speaking to you. But there's other things involved in communication as well. What else is involved in communication? Well, now sometimes you can, like, do it digitally, so you can, like, text people. Yes, yes, I hadn't thought about that, but that's true. Yes, we do it digitally. We need to have eye contact meeting with. Very good. We have to look at the person that we're communicating with, and that lets him or her know that you are... Oh, I nearly told you another thing. What did I nearly say there? We have to do as well as part of communication. Pardon? Signs? Yeah, that, yeah, absolutely. We sign, yeah. But we have to listen as well. That's right. So we speak. Words are coming out. Um, we sign. That's another way of communicating. Um, <clears throat> I got it up there. We look. Uh, we listen. Um, and we have to think about what's being said as well, don't we? So that we're listening, but we're thinking all the time about what the person is saying. Uh, we might write in order to communicate and text as well, as um, se uh, Caleb said. Um, and a very important part of, uh, of communication is our nonverbal communication. Who knows what nonverbal communication is? Pardon? Si si yes, si signing, yes, that's nonverbal. What other? Yeah? Is it when you write something down? Yeah, it, it could be writing. It's not, it, it's, some, it's not speaking, isn't it? Basically, signs, yeah, yeah. And it's also other things. It's the way we hold our body. I'm hopefully looking quite relaxed. hope my body's looking quite relaxed at the moment, right? Sometimes when someone's talking to you, they might be holding their body like this and they're very rigid and you probably think, oh, they might be going to tell me off or this is a bit serious. Um, or my expression on my face conveys how I'm feeling. I might be feeling sad, angry. You can tell all that through my, uh, my facial expression. And also another really important part of, of nonverbal communication are our voices, how we use our voices. Sometimes it's very, very loud. Other times it's very quiet. Or I might be speaking in animate, an animated, excited way because I want to get your attention. So all of that nonverbal communication is a very important part of the way that we communicate and interact with each other. 
and language, of course, which is what is in our brain, isn't it? And that's all the words and the knowledge and the ideas that we have, and we use that to communicate, to talk uh, to people. But there's a very important um, aspect of communication that I'm going to focus on mainly today, and that is spending time with somebody, just taking time to be with somebody. And we might not actually talk very much during these times. We're just there with that person or with a group of people. And in that time, what we're doing is we're signaling, I like you. It might even be, I love you. I'm interested in you. I value you. I've come along today and, and I've been, I was all upset and everything, but when I came to you and started to sit with you, you calmed me down. You made me feel happy again. You made me feel peaceful. So this is a really, really important part of communication. It's taking time to be with somebody, just to spend time. Now examples of this might be just you with a friend and you're just sitting together, maybe sharing uh, a book. You're not saying much or you're sharing a game or something, but you're just enjoying being in each other's presence. Or if you think of a young child sitting on their mum and dad's knee or their granny's knee or someone that they know quite well, you might not be speaking then, but you're just interacting with them and they can feel those feelings of love and comfort flowing from them. So who do we, who do we communicate with? My family and friends. That's right. God. God, great. I'm glad you said that because we'll come to that one in a minute. That's very important. Yes, anybody else that we communicate with? Family, friends. Our teachers. Our teachers, yep, that's right. Neighbours. Neighbours, that's right. So basically, we communicate with most people that we come into contact with. And as Lewis said, we communicate with God, don't we? Now, if I want to communicate with God, how am I going to do that? Am I going to get my phone? I'm going to dial and call him. Am I going to WhatsApp him or Facebook him or Skype him? Am I going to send him a letter, post it, and wait for a reply in a week's time? Is that how I'm going to communicate with God? No. How am I going to communicate with God? That's right. Through our prayers. A very important way of communicating with God. Well, let me just get to my the point here. As you know, this is the period of Lent in the church at the moment. And the Lent groups that are running, both the adult uh, groups and the children's groups, are focusing on prayer. And we're looking at just different aspects of prayer, what we use prayer for. What do we use prayer for? Talking to God. Talking to God, yes. Anything else? Yes, Lua? Saying sorry. That's right. Saying sorry for the things that we've done that are not that great, yeah. Thanking him, that's right. For praising him, that's right. So this, you've got something else to add, Caleb? Asking him for things. Asking him for things, that's right. So we, we go to God for many, many things. And, and many of us have prayer lists, don't we? We use prayer lists. And in, that, in our prayer list, we pray for situations, for people, for events. We pray for the world. We pray for peace. We pray for our community. There's lots and lots of different things that we pray for. Now, the first session in our um, Lent group this time was focused on 
adoration, coming into God's presence just to worship him and to adore him. And this is why I spent a bit of time talking about just spending time, the importance of spending time with each other. Because this adoration for God is coming into God's presence and just spending time with him, just loving him, adoring him, and worshiping him. Saying to God, I really value this time here. It makes me feel good. I get great joy coming into your presence. You calm me down. You make me happy. I value this time with, with you. It's really important that we have these quiet times with God. The psalmist in Psalm 46, verse 10, says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. God is calling us to spend time with him, to spend quiet times, not just to come with our lists, but to have actual time that we're just spent interacting with him and loving him. Now, this is a really important aspect of our prayer lives because our relationship with God grows and deepens at this particular time. We get to know God better. Our relationship grows. And in that time as well, we are giving space for God to talk to us. We get that feeling as well of being loved, that we are children of God and that he cares for us and he wants good things for us. But also, we can get a sense of what God wants us to do, where he's calling us. All of that can come in the quiet times that we have in prayer with God. Be still and know that I am God. Now, the ability to communicate and to interact is something that you and I actually don't think very much about. We just do it, don't we? We can do it. We, uh, we, were, we were born, we learned to talk, and we talk and communicate with each other without giving it much thought. I mean, I probably think about it quite a lot because I'm a speech therapist and I work with people who don't communicate and help develop their communication skills. Uh, parents and people who work with young children you probably think quite a lot about it at the early stages when your children are beginning to learn to communicate, when that little baby suddenly becomes a little person who's sharing information with you, chatting to you, telling jokes. It's a wonderful process. It's a really, really wonderful process. But did you know that in the United Kingdom, there are over a million young children and people, well, people children and young people who have communication difficulties? Some are, are mild, but some are severe and some are a lifelong condition. It's going to be with them for the rest of your lives. And, and that translates roughly into two to three children in every classroom in the country. Now maybe you know, maybe there's somebody in your school, uh, maybe you know somebody in your class who has difficulties with their communication skills. Um, often these young people and these children are on the periphery. They're on the outside because they can't keep up. They don't have the skills that allow them to keep up chatting to you, participating in your games, and indeed in the classroom. They have difficulty keeping up with their lessons. So what can, you, what can we do? What can we do to help uh, uh, youngsters and young people such as these? Well, the really important thing, we can give them time. Right? We can include them and just give them some time. Be with them. Maybe seek them out at playtime. Just spend time. You don't have to talk 
during these times or keep talk to a minimum, but just let them know, I'm interested in you. I want to get to know you better. I want to develop a relationship with you. In the classroom, be their talking partner. Have them in your group. At lunchtime, sit beside them. Comment on what they're doing. Have a look at, their, at what they're wearing. Maybe comment on it. Those cards, I don't know if you're allowed to take cards into schools. I know they were banned at one time. But they'll be just as interested in sharing whatever new fads are going around with you. So the important thing is just to spend time. And what will happen? Well, a new relationship might develop. You might make a new friend. You might also learn a new way of communicating. You might have a person in, in your school or your class who signs. Have a look at the signs that they're using. Learn a few yourselves. Ask that person to teach you some of the signs. And out of just you spending a bit of time with them, you might develop a new relationship and find a new friend. Thank you very much. We're going to um, sing a song. Why don't we stand together? And uh, this song is uh, it's new to us at the church.